think of heart melting today, you probably imagine a poptastic love song. But actually, the biblical phrase does not speak of love, but of fear. And when you think about it, that's true about many phrases that we use when referring to love. They could just as well describe terror. You know, if I go weak at the knees, that could be love or it could be fear. If my stomach is churning, it could be a love story or a horror. So it is with this phrase, our hearts melted. In Joshua chapter 2, the heart melting going on is definitely the fearful kind. Here is the context. The Israelites are about to go in and take possession of the land, the land of milk and honey. Once again, they send out spies to spy out the land, and this time they send two of them. Given that last time there were two good spies, Joshua and Caleb, back in the uh, book of Numbers, we have high hopes here in the book of Joshua. High hopes for this expedition. Surely these two are good spies. As it turns out, they're not exactly special forces crack units. Um, As soon as they get to Jericho, they head for the brothel. Hmm? But the Lord turns even evil to good. And as it happens, the prostitute Rahab has heard of the Israelites and the God of the Israelites. In fact, all the Canaanites have heard of them. And here's what she says to those spies when they show up in her brothel in Joshua chapter 2 from verse 8. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. Our hearts are melting. That's the translation. We have heard, verse 10, how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts sank, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then, says Rahab, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. It's fascinating here, isn't it? The Canaanites had heard all about the true God and all about his people. The Lord, Yahweh, had proved himself unmistakably to the whole world, and the whole world was talking about him. Any of these foreigners in this book of Joshua, who had heard of the true God of the universe, the Lord, any of these foreigners who ever approached the Israelites in the book of Joshua and asked for terms of peace, any of them who asked, they were always met with a favorable response, eventually. Uh, Take a look, for instance, at Joshua chapter 9, or here in Joshua chapter 2. Rahab and her household asks for terms of peace, and of course they receive them. Joshua is not the bloodthirsty book that it's often set out as. Anyone who wants terms of peace always gets them. And Rahab is given a sure sign that the invading Israelites would spare her. It was going to be a scarlet thread that was to hang from her window. In Egypt, the judgment passed over the Israelites when the Lord saw the red of the blood of the lamb across the door frames. So here in Jericho, the Israelites would pass over Rahab's house when they saw the red of the scarlet thread. 
Rahab was being taught just what it takes to be spared the judgment. There needs to be a death, the death of the lamb, to avert destruction. And Rahab not only learns this truth, she also becomes a part of this story. Having been adopted into the Lord's people, because adoption always comes with salvation in the Bible, Rahab then, adopted into the Israelites, she becomes an ancestor of the true Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. You can read that in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. She's part of Christ's genealogy. Rahab's story is not simply shady lady come good. She goes from an object of wrath to a saved soul, to being adopted into the covenant people, into royalty in the family of King Messiah. Her story is the story of anyone who turns to the Lord Jesus and trusts in His blood. She gets salvation, adoption, and enthronement. It's astonishing. The book of Joshua is not the bloodthirsty book that it's made out to be. Anyone who asks for terms of peace can get them, and Rahab shows the way. She shows what all of us should do if our hearts melt with fear at the judgment of God. And really, our hearts should fear. Our hearts should melt at the thought of a judgment when King Jesus comes into the land to cleanse it and make it into the home of righteousness. Really, all our hearts should melt with fear. But you know, in the book of Joshua, all the Canaanites' hearts melted. Only a few of them turned to seek terms of peace. Rahab turned and she found grace upon grace. It's a lesson for us all. May our hearts not simply melt with fear when we see the scarlet blood of the Lamb. May our hearts melt like Rahab's with devotion to Christ, the one who saves us, the one who adopts us, and the one who enthrones us into his royal family. May all of us find what Rahab found.